0: Fred's Front Porch Podcast is made possible by the generous support of Jenner Zeno of Studio Stargazer, our first patron saint, Miss Jean Louise Finch, Coralie Day with Scott Knight, Edith Keeler, and listeners like you. Greetings, fellow traveler on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred. This is my front porch. Come on up, have a seat, and let's talk a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. Let's buy a little White House on the corner of nothing and nowhere, we'll grow tomatoes and drink mojitos on the front porch stairs. Gratitude and time. If you're among the, perhaps, three people who are listening to this episode and who have also heard episode 13, okay, let's be honest, this is probably just Jereen and maybe not even her. I don't think anyone has listened to all of the episodes. I apologize for reusing some of my previous material. The Holiday Mouse was exhausting and I didn't have time to write anything entirely new. And if you haven't heard The Holiday Mouse yet, get your butt over to Patreon and listen. It's both moving and hilarious. And this piece has been updated to reflect 2020. So, welcome to episode 78, Gratitude and Time. There are those who have extra. They have all of their needs met, and they still have some left over. They never worry about paying rent this month or whether the electricity is going to be shut off or the car repossessed. Not having a car anymore alleviates that worry. I'm grateful for the loss. They have plenty of food, and they can always get another pack of cigarettes. I have never in my life been among them With the exception of almost a year after I retired, and I pulled the little money I had. I lived on it, and I had more than I needed for a little while. And it was glorious. It has been suggested that my choice was irresponsible. That may well be true, but I would never make a different one. The money I had would never have been enough to sustain me throughout the rest of my life. And, if I hadn't done what I did, I would never have had the experience of living the life I wanted. I will never have it again, and I know that, but I'm grateful that I got to have it once. No matter what happens for the rest of my life, I lived a life I wanted for a little while. I saw people and places I couldn't have seen otherwise. I wrote a damn good screenplay that still needs some work. I made some fantastic videos. I slept until I wanted to get up. I worked until all hours of the night when I wanted to. I was never out of cigarettes or soda, and I ate properly. It was a wonderful life. George Bailey would have approved. I have no money to offer anyone anymore. I did for a little while, and I helped out anyone who needed it. I allowed a couple of convicted felons to live with me rent-free for several months until I couldn't afford it anymore, and we were close to eviction. They needed help, and I could offer it. I regret that, I suppose, in some ways, but for the most part, I'm glad I did what I did. It was the right thing to do. And, for a little while, I had their gratitude. And this is what made the difference. When I felt I was making a difference in the lives of people who needed my help, I got something from it. I got to feel that I mattered. I got to believe that someone was better off because of me. Is that arrogant? Perhaps. I still enjoyed the feeling. It's the feeling I sought when I became a teacher. It's the feeling I have always most enjoyed when they began to take it for granted and they refused even to try to find work, I admit, I grew resentful. I like to recommend focusing on one's reasons for gratitude as often as possible. This is something I learned more deeply this year from my friends, Greg and Corey. They start every episode of their show, hashtag coffee with gratitude. I end every episode of my show with them. They go on sometimes for as much as six minutes. I'm sure most people skip them, but I do my best to make them as fresh and entertaining as possible for those who listen all the way through. I've learned the importance of gratitudes. Not only do other people get something from it, but more importantly, you can keep yourself from feeling entirely defeated. You must be of some value to someone or they would never do all the things they have done for you. That's worth remembering when fighting off your depression. I'm at a place in life where there is little I can give to anyone anymore. I'm too old to teach elementary school and my diabetes has made those kinds of days impossible for me. As I loathe what has happened to public education, I don't think I would want to do it anyway, but I have nothing but respect for those who carry on the profession. The world needs you, and I'm grateful to you. I think gratitude may be the last best thing I have to offer. And of course, I recognize daily that I have much more for which to be grateful than many people. I have a home. I have enough to eat. I have a cell phone that is currently providing me with something like an internet. We couldn't afford to keep the real internet this month, but this sort of works. I'm hopeful it will allow me to upload the show. If you're hearing this, it must have worked. I also have this computer. More than those things, though, I have people who I love and who love me. And of all the things I value in my life, it is the people I value most. There have been several occasions in the past several years when I should have been without a home. My nephew was the first to save me from homelessness by getting me an extended-stay hotel room until I could get the money together to rent the tiny studio apartment I was trying to get without him, I would undoubtedly have been living in my car. To see how that would have worked out, I recommend listening to episode 50, Horace's Final Five. It was, at the time, the greatest piece of art I had ever done. Before I could get out of the two-week rental of the hotel room, I wound up in the hospital with diabetic ketoacidosis. I should not have been simply homeless on that day I should have been dead but a friend called to check on me couldn't get me to answer and became concerned she communicated with my nephew and somehow the decision was reached to have the Mesa police break into my room if necessary to do a welfare check when they arrived I was mostly dead they took me to the hospital and I woke up a couple of days later. By the time I got out of the hospital, the room rental had run out and again, it was people who saved me. One of my colleagues at Alorca, who had called me every day of my hospitalization, offered to let my dog and me live with her and her wife until I could work out my new place. And it wasn't long before the three of us, plus their three cats and my dog, were all sharing their place. I wasn't going to be homeless. I managed to contribute enough to the household that we managed to avoid homelessness together for the last several years. Although again, only because people stepped in to save us. My friends and relatives have saved my car, kept me from eviction, saved my life, and made sure I knew I still matter. So have the friends and relatives of my roommates. I feel now like the little drummer boy, although I have to swap my writing and my podcasting for my drumming. I'm not even good enough to be considered a not-quite-mediocre drummer anymore. He went to see the newborn king, but he had nothing to bring. Everyone else was bringing cool stuff, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. He was, like Jesus, a poor boy. All he had was his ability. He couldn't feed the baby. He couldn't offer him a place to sleep. He had none of those things himself. But what he had to give was his talent. And when the kid played his drum, baby Jesus smiled at him I like to believe that when you hear my words you smile I think if I were the little drummer boy that smile would have been more than enough to repay me for my performance why the kid knew he made a difference he made a child smile he felt gratitude from the baby I can never pay back the people who have helped me, unless, of course, Steven Spielberg decides he can't wait to get his hands on my screenplay, or I win the lottery, which I can't afford to play, thereby reducing the already incredibly small odds greatly. What I can hope to give others, though, is the feeling I have most valued in my life. I do my best to give my friends and family and all the people who have helped me the feeling that they made a significant difference. And for many people, this seems as valuable as the smile was to the little drummer boy. I do this by explaining precisely how they helped me. I want them never to doubt my genuine gratitude. I hope to return the glowing feeling they have given me sometimes it comes from someone sending me something and sometimes it comes from something as small as clicking like on a post or listening to an episode of my show I glow with joy I hope you do too when I express my things they continue to help me all the time a week before episode 13 came out my bed was destroyed by the incontinence brought on by my blood sugar dropping below detectable levels. I mentioned the incident on Facebook, and by the end of the week, people were sweeping in to change my life. I didn't wind up only with a new mattress that I couldn't have gotten for a couple more weeks and then only at a thrift store. I wound up with the most beautiful bedroom set I've ever owned. There were new sheets and comforters coming from someone else. There were pillows on the way. People threw in some cash to help me. And I asked for precisely none of those things. Well, I did send a close friend a message asking if she could help me out to get to bed, and she came through in an over-the-top way. And she and her husband kept me afloat just a little while longer. It meant everything to me. I hope I made them feel that. I did my very best to let all these people know that what they did changed and improved my life significantly. When I got out of the hospital a couple of years ago, all I had was an air mattress on which to sleep. And I was grateful for that. It was all my little drummer boys had to offer and to kept me alive and going. Today, I have a king bed, a massive mirror, special lights above the bed, and matching bedside tables and dresser. This was completely out of my ability to obtain ever again. I feel as though I'm living in the lap of luxury. I know I will never be able to return to people the money they've given me from time to time. In the past four years, my record for earning in a single month has been sixteen hundred dollars and by the end of that month I was in the hospital with DKA but if I can give them the feeling that they made my life better and let them feel that in a way that is completely free of ulterior motives so that they can see and experience the difference for themselves I think I will have given them some little bit of joy. I know how good I feel when I know that I made someone's life better. My favorite part of my Facebook page is when a former student pops up to tell me about the way I inspired, excited, influenced, or helped them in some way. Their gratitude is worth more to me than my paychecks were. I get to feel like I matter. I love that feeling morning episode 13 came out. I took $11 to Walmart to get enough Diet Pepsi to make sure I wouldn't run out before my roommate got paid that Thursday. I'm addicted to caffeine, and to be without is not a pleasant experience. The headaches alone are beyond description. I spent $10.44 on the soda, and I had $0.56 left in my pocket. On my way back to the car, a man who was, based on his attire, in much worse condition than I was at that moment, asked me if I had any change. I recognized his state, and I recognized that I could very easily end up being him in the not-too-distant future. I have fortunately never yet been required to stand in a parking lot asking strangers for money there's nothing to say I never will be. And I can only imagine how horrible that must feel. He was trying to get a bus pass or something and said he was short. I gave him the 56 cents and he was genuinely grateful. The feeling inside of me was worth way more than the quarter's nickel and penny he got from me. He told me that was great, and he was really close now. I don't believe for a moment I changed his life, but life is made up of moments, and each of us gave the other a pleasant moment by exchanging what we had. I had a little bit of money. He had a little bit of gratitude. I'm sure there are capitalists among my listeners who think what I did was wrong. If I'm so damn broke, what am I doing giving money to strangers? I'm making a difference. Today, for those of you who have helped me, I want you to know that you matter. I'm doing as well as I am today, in large part because of you. Without your help, whether it was financial, or emotional, or in the form of something you gave me or something you did for me I wouldn't be where I am today no I'm not at the top of the world but I am on the green side of the earth and that's a good beginning I can keep working on pulling myself up a little bit at a time because of the people who love me generosity of spirit is as valuable as genuine gratitude I offer We'll return to discuss time in just a moment. First, this important commercial message from our sponsor, me. Studio Stargazer produced this show. We produce seven shows now, with two more launching in January, and we can make your show sound as good as this one does. All of those shows are part of the Mindwave Network, where we empower voices that need to be heard. It is overflowing with ideas about saving humanity. There are many presentation styles and we often disagree with each other, but we all want to change the world. You're more than welcome to join us. We built a bigger table just for you, and we built it in the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. We're a group of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Thus far, we have produced several diverse kinds of shows, all with the same little cast of two dozen actors. We need more voice actors, and you're welcome to be one, even if it's to do only a single line for those who are terrified of appearing in front of an audience. And since it's all audio, you can record from the privacy of your own home with no one watching you, so your stage fright can be vastly reduced. There's room for everyone in Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. We need artists, program designers, social media specialists, sound collectors, writers, and musicians of every sort. Come join us. Go to studiostargazer.org to find out more. Uh, if you end up at a home decor store, that's the wrong one. .org, folks, .org. We look forward to seeing you there. All we have to decide. My life is, in most measurable ways, much worse than it has been in decades. I'm probably at just about the lowest point I have ever experienced. The idea that it is going to improve much from here is difficult to believe. I have no money. It's unlikely that I will ever have any. I have been on the edge of the abyss, both intentionally and not, more times in the last four years than I have in the preceding 54. Homeless, is never far from me. Death is always at its heels. From that point of view, I ought to be miserable. If I measured my happiness only in material form, my depression would have beaten me as surely as Rawlings once put one of my alter egos, Frank, on his back on the mat, looking up through eyes obscured by his own blood dripping into them. That's in a story I wrote nearly 40 years ago. The Boxer was written when I was in materially better condition. The link is in the show notes if you'd like to go read it. And for all that, I am, in many ways, happier than I have been in my life. When this original episode came out, I was sitting at my computer recording this. I had just finished another Star Trek book while sitting in the backyard with my soda, a pack of cigarettes, and a very nice bowl donated to me by my best friend's boyfriend, who is also my landlord. Phil Collins was singing If Leaving Me Is Easy, my soda was on the desk to my right, and for that moment, I could think of nothing else I would rather be doing. It can be argued that I am lazy. That may even be true. I'm not convinced anymore, though, that sloth is a sin. The universe can continue to unfold whether I go and do unpleasant and exhausting activities or not. I'm not hurting you by sitting here. You could argue my food stamps are taking your tax dollars and I have no right to that. I would disagree. You know me by now well enough to know I'm an idealist. I believe all of us deserve the basics of living simply for being here, and because life is all too brief to waste it on unhappiness. In either case, I am living within the system that is now present, and I am finding my own way as best I can and I am spending my time in ways I find to be best for me. I had no alarm clock to destroy my morning when I recorded this originally. I still have them in my life, but not with the daily horrors they once held. On the previous Sunday, I had to face a 3.30 a.m. alarm so that I could get up and get to Prescott to teach my defensive driving class. The real fear wasn't just the alarm, it was that I might end up in the hospital in the time following it. It's dangerous for me anytime I exhaust what is left of my body. I had just gotten out of the hospital for the 13th time in three years the previous week. But I redoubled my efforts to ensure my health was as good as I could make it, and I took the necessary precautions to allow myself to help myself when I was so far from home. I had both food and insulin with me at all times. Turned out I needed the food, but the insulin was left untouched. I did well. And now, I didn't have to face that horror again until the following Sunday. Until then, I was free to choose what to do with the time that is given to me. I find happiness in that. Would I be better off going back to my last post teaching job, selling direct TV to unsuspecting old women? I would then be earning money, but I would despise myself again. I'm not making the world better, I'm making it worse. I'm depriving people of their money by offering them something that isn't worth what they're spending. They wind up submitting themselves to commercials that interrupt whatever they might have been enjoying prior to their invasion. Netflix is cheaper by far, and it's free of commercials. I see no contribution to the world in my efforts. I see only that I am trading the minutes of my life for little green pieces of paper. I would rather have more minutes and do with fewer dollars. I can do good things with my minutes. This is one of them. I got to experience some happiness this way. Is there more I would like? Certainly. I would be thrilled to have enough money to go to California every time Sarah Nimitz and Snuffy Walden play. I would love to be able to have nicer equipment for my podcast and my videos. I could really use a new backup drive for my music. A nice car would be lovely, but I can live without those things, and I can find happiness in what is available to me. Gandalf told us, all we have to decide is what we should do with the time given us. I think we all need to be more capable of making those decisions. I don't believe life should be merely a struggle for survival. I don't think it has to be. I think we can do better as a civilization for those who inhabit this planet if we decide we want to do that. I would never want to dictate what to do with the time given to them but I would very much like for all of us to be able to decide. How can we help people do that? I'm not in charge of the world and I make decisions for no one but myself. But for those who do have the power, I would recommend this. Give all of our citizens enough money to ensure they can meet their basic needs, and then let them each decide how to better themselves, and for some of us, how we can better the rest of humanity. What are the logistics of this? I don't pretend to be an economist, but Andrew Yang, who was a fairly obscure Democratic presidential candidate at the time this original episode came out, He's running for mayor of New York now, and I hope he wins. Has some ideas about how to do this. If you don't like his ideas, there are others that might accomplish the same goal that you might consider. My concern isn't the logistics. You'll have to find a different show for that. My concern is the idea. How can you object to the idea that our citizens ought actually to be free. Freedom isn't merely the absence of coercion. Freedom is the ability to see choices and the education to select the choice most likely to bring about the desired outcome. If there is one thing upon which all Americans, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, socialists or capitalists, atheists, or any variety of theists, anarchists, or legalists all agree. It is that we should be free. Freedom is the first door that must be opened before anyone can begin the endless search for happiness, for meaning, for purpose, or for passion. Let's free our citizens from the oppression of poverty let's not worry about what they will do with their lives once they are free if we really believe we must enforce the Puritan work ethic with the threat of poverty of homelessness of death I don't see that we're the land of the free and the home of the brave life need not be unduly unpleasant in order to be worthy of living. For this moment, I have the freedom to enjoy the time that's been given to me by my choices. For this moment, so do you, lest you would not be listening to this. Freedom is the natural state of life. Let's work together to find a way to allow people to spend their lives doing what they want. Let's find a way to set humanity free. What have I decided to do with the time that is given to me? I'm going to try, and almost certainly fail, to change the world. What will you do with yours? News! We have our very first official patron saint, Jean Louise Finch, no, that's not her real name and neither is Scout, is donating $100 a month to our show. It is a huge help, and my gratitude is beyond expression. It's just possible someday I will make a living doing this show. Thank you, Miss Finch. You're changing my life in a powerful way. Between Patreon and Anchor, I'm over halfway to my goal of Andrew Yang's UBI suggestion of $1,000 a month for all Americans. Thank you everyone that is helping with that. Last week, I picked up three brand-new supporters on Patreon. Thank you to Ursula Phillips, who is among the kindest people I have ever met, Chris Donnelly, with whom I once taught and produced musicals in Maine, the man is an incredible music teacher, and Corey Pluard, who is an excellent musician I had the honor to meet in better times. The list of people who helped make this possible is growing all the time. I'm indebted to many people who are alive on this planet at the same time we are. These people are as follows. Jean Louise Finch. Jenner Zena of Studio Stargazer. Coralie Day with Scott Knight. And Edith Keeler. Joe March. Kevin Boyce, Zara, and Utopia 42. Sherlock the Mystery Patron, glad to have you back. Thank you for increasing your support. It means so much to me. Laura Engram, Linda M. Crada, Elizabeth Bennett, the Mind Wave Podcast, to which you should listen often, Michelle Freeman, Scott Shelby, Virginia Rupert, and Jesse Rogers. Also, we have now picked up Jake Johnson. Corey, Christopher Hitchens' friend, Natalie Fredrickson, Chuck Curry, and Mark Rosemont. Christine L. Patterson and David Miller, Pavel Shabayu, Claude Lanston, and John G. Jereen Elkins, Lori Shea, Cindy Mandel, Corey, again, Zara, Michael J. Clark, Stacy Height, Piper K. Young, Carrie Dadao, Daniel H., and John Donovan. I'm truly grateful to each and every one of you. I'm also going to brag just one more time about having an actual internationally known artist as a supporter on Patreon. Sarah Nimitz, about whom I did an entire episode on March the 3rd of this utterly absurd year. You should listen to it if you don't know who she is. And if you don't know who she is, you will be happy you do now. Supports this show. Don't you want to be like Sarah Nimitz? Go listen to 2020. It's everything these last 365 days weren't. For now, we'll remain a small but hopeful community, trying our best to spread love, kindness, empathy, and compassion for all throughout the world. Thank you for helping me to shine. And thank you for shining with me. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come visit the porch again soon. Until then, look for all the episodes on your favorite podcast app. We're on just about all of them now. Take care of yourself and each other. Produced by Studio Stargate.